Have you ever wondered what it is like to travel to the beautiful city of Florence and stand in front of some of the most famous artworks in the world? Well, we share what that is like as we visit Michelangelo's David and see Botticelli's Birth of Venus and dozen more famous pieces. To say we were impressed is a massive understatement. After visiting all the famous galleries, we embark on a fantastic wine and food tour where our very passionate guide shares the secret of the dark side of Florence and takes us on a taste sensation tour of the Florence and Tuscan region through local authentic restaurants. We also go to a place to drink wine that is totally unique and can only be found in Florence. I was so excited. We tell you where you can find the best panoramic views of the city and the best time to go there and how we ended up back in front of the Duomo late at night watching a football match between my English Premier League team and the Ferenzi football team. This episode covers it all. Food, wine, art, nature, football, history, food and wine. Well, you get the idea. So please enjoy episode 63, part two of our Florence series. Oh, and don't forget, if you know someone planning a trip to Italy, then please share our Italian series with them by sending them to www.beachtravelwine.com forward slash Italy. Cheers. And welcome to the Beach Travel Wine podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Leanne. And I'm Lyle. And this is the travel podcast for beach loving wine drinking couples over 50. So if that sounds like you, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax and listen as we go travelling the world one wine at a time. Cheers. Well, hello, Lyle. Buongiorno, Lenita. Well, I'm excited because we are still in Florence and, um, you know, we covered a whole lot of ground in our last episode and if you haven't listened to that, that was episode 62. We talked about the Duomo and other basilicas and the markets and all sorts of the river and the Ponte Vecchio but this podcast I think some you know it's the got pizza resistance yeah it's got so much um information in it about some of the special things to see in Florence and there's so many special things to see in Florence isn't there yeah I think with uh Florence one of the things that we you know, we talked about is not making it a history lesson yes but um whether it be fortunate or unfortunately, that's what it is to a degree. I mean, mm. the 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 art and the sculptures and uh, well, are was, just amazing. I was going to say at the end, but I'll bring it in now seeing you've brought that up. Um, I think, you know, I've got, just said there's so much history and art in Florence and if, even if you're not into that, you can't help but be impressed by it and enjoy it. And, I, you know, there's we've said this in other podcasts, there's um, a family member that says if you, you know, you have, go to a visit a museum, you've been in the city one day too long. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Thanks, Carl. But, um, I mean, if you don't go to the museums in Florence, you're missing out. You yeah, know? look, you've, you've just got to embrace it, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's enthralling. It, I know. learned so much and I actually, you know, like, I actually feel like I want to know more about the artist now, which is, you know, um, not that is nothing that I thought I would ever say. <laughs> I think part of that is the fact that we did do tours. Yeah. We, we did tours. And I think uh, the difference of just going to a museum. Having a look it, around. Uh, yeah. is, You're taking and, uh, all my information today. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I just, I, I think it's important I, that. Um, well, I was going to say that later, actually, be, because guides do 
give you so much information. Yeah, because you actually know what you're looking at. You do. Whereas yeah. if you go without the guide, you're just looking at something. Well, you know what it's called maybe. But yeah. um, anyway, let, let's get started. We're waffling. That's unusual. Uh, so this podcast, we're starting off having a coffee just around the corner and a croissant just around the corner from our apartment at our little local cafe, um, which is basically how we started every day, wasn't it? Yeah. With a, with a coffee. And yeah, and we met some people the night before at the, uh, the Joshua Tree Bar, the, the, <laughs> Sean and uh, Jackie, and um, we ran into them while we were having breakfast as well. They were walking past, so they joined us and had uh, coffee and mm. croissants as well. Yeah, that, that was nice. But um, today the, the goal was to go and find the starting point of our uh, food tour that we had booked later on, which we're going to tell you about, because I like to know where the starting points are, as I said, <laughs> I've said previously. Um, but to find that, um, we had to walk to the other side of the river, um, which isn't that far. But we always seem to end up on our way going somewhere or coming back, going through the Piazza della Repubblica, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. And um... and it's pretty impressive. That's why you know we wanted to talk about that. It's, it's right in the centre of Florence, isn't it? The heart yeah, yeah. The heart. It's basically... Um... The Piazza della Repubblica was uh, built in 1865 to 71. So it's not nowhere near as old as any of, of a lot of the other more famous uh, piazzas. So it's a little bit more modern, really. Mm -hmm. And basically how, why it was built or why it was transformed is that over a period of time it had been neglected, that particular, and basically turned into a squalor. Mm. So when the um, uh, Italy United they decided they were going to transform it. So, yeah, look, it marks the centre of the city since Roman times. The Column of Abundance, which is right in the centre, is where the Roman Forum stood and it was also where two of the the, the Roman roads, you know, mm. all Rome's roads <laughs> lead, go to, to. lead to Rome. Well, <laughs> the, the two of the roads were at this particular point. There's yes. a beautiful, beautiful merry-go-round. Yeah, carousel. Um, That's the first thing I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that opened in 1871. Yeah, still going. Um, yeah, look, it's, you know. Lots of cats. Any time that you go there at night, it's almost like an impromptu uh, street stage. Uh, there's famous cafes that have been there for years. Yes, yes. There's the uh, Cafe Gilly, mm -hmm. the Cafe Pakowski, and the Cafe Della Huebe Rosse. I was really like walking through there. You know, it was just that it was the, the cafes are a bit fancy and they're all sort of out on the, you know, in the middle of the plaza or around the edge of the plaza, sorry, in the carousel right. sort of almost in the middle. And then you've got like the fancy hotels. Yeah, you got the Savoy Hotel. And uh, and then the, the sort of big, the big arches and, and the corridor, but they, it's like an Arc de Triomphe, isn't it? That you, that well, basically, they, they, they call it the Arcano Triomphal Arch was built in 1895 to celebrate the transformation. Look, it is, it's beautiful. And yeah, and you've got, it, it, it is, it's, it's a very big piazza too, yeah. isn't it? It's, uh, but you, but, you yeah, can't I miss love it. it. No, I, no matter where you're going, if you're going to the Duomo, if you're going to the Uffizi, if you're going to the Porta Vecchio, you know, just going over to the river, um, you, you're going to go through, see see the um, this piazza. Yeah. Well, you're also, and in, in that area, you, you know, you're walking past Prada, you're walking past oh, all beautiful. the Louis Vuitton yes. um, shops and, and they've yes. all got their, their guards inside and all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. All right, so we... 
we walk through there, we, we go across the river and we find our meeting point in the, um, the is it, it's not a suburb, I guess. I guess yeah, it is. Okay, called Altrano. That's Alt, correct. Altrano, yep. spelled with yep. an O. Um, so we're like, okay, we're set for tonight. We use, obviously use Google Maps to get us there, know where we're going, we're all good. But we decide we, um, we're going to keep walking along the river on, on that side of the river, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So walking along the um, south side of the river, um, you know, we, we went down past the Ponte Vecchio uh, and it's like a special area there along the river, isn't it? You know, it's like, got a, it's like South Bank. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they, they actually call it, yeah. uh, the Langano Torrigani, which is basically named after one of the villas um, of one of the nobles. Once you get down past the Ponte Vecchio on the other side of the river, it's much quieter. Oh yeah, extremely. There's not many people there, but and and that's that's nice. But the views back. Yeah, back towards the, the, the um, yeah the Afusi and the Vasari corridor and the Ponto Vecchio, yeah, the, you get a totally different perspective uh, perspective of it. Perspective of it. Yeah. yeah, and it was beautiful, and we and we were lucky because it was a beautiful day. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. Um, but you know, we'd heard about another place we wanted to, to visit, or well, actually, the the lady from the um, Truth Information Center. Um, had <clears throat> sent us to, to this other place that we were going to have a look at, um, the Piazzale Michelangelo. But before we got there, we um, we found a nice little restaurant, didn't we? Like it was, yeah, um, yeah, the, that was um, the was, restaurant Zoe. Yeah. Uh, we had lunch there and I remember you had the avocado and prawn salad and I think it was about 12 euro and I had... I think the it was salmon. Salmon was it? Oh, yeah, sorry, that's yeah, right. It was yeah. salmon, and I had the um, curry chicken salad, mm. and that was only ten euros. So it was really, really cheap, but it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was and, a nice little spot, and um, quiet, and just felt really nice. And then, then we headed off, and on the right hand side, we were just following oh, the signs. Yeah, the we? Langano. Yes, um, is we found the uh, Ban. Bedini Gardens. Yeah, Bedini Gardens. And they've just, they were done up sort of. Um, they were, they were, were restored. Yeah. They're four, they four acres mm. and they were restored in 2006. The highlights include the Wisteria Tunnel. Obviously, you know, Wisteria is my favourite. Yeah, and obviously <laughs> depending, you know, what time of the year it is, whether yeah. or not it's flowered. Um, well, the spring. Baroque mm-hmm. Flight of Stairs with its yep. viewpoint over the city. Yeah. And the six fountains with their mosaic bottoms. Yeah, look, the 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 views were spectacular. So, did they put mosaics on their bottoms? Obviously, I know it's the bottom of the fountain. It just yeah. sounded funny. Say, mosaic bottoms. Yeah, yeah. you were yeah. trying to be funny. I was. Well, I was. Wasn't. Didn't do it. Do it very good. Anyway, go to our website at beachtravelwine.com, and this is episode sixty-three. And um, I've got some photos of the Piazza Republica with that beautiful. Um, carousel and also some photos of the Bardini Gardens there. But we didn't stop there. We kept going to, um, as I said, um, the Piazzale Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah. Look, at when you get to the entrance, it's about a 600-metre climb, I suppose. But we went the wrong way. We went through some other gardens and headed up through a rose garden and... um, yeah. And I got some actually, actually, I'm glad we went that way because I, I actually got some pictures, um, views back over the Vardini Gardens and um, there's this beautiful big sort of, um, I guess it's the city wall fence that runs through it. And um, yeah, so that, that, that was a beautiful view. 
So we had to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. did. And um, yeah, and it's not that far. It was like a fifteen-minute walk or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But just to to make you aware too, it's only about twenty-five minutes walk from the Florence's Historic Centre. Yes. So, if so you, if you started and you kept walking, it would take you twenty-five minutes to get there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, if yeah. you didn't go via the Google Maps where we was going and our restaurant and then you know like um, <laughs> all the all the little stops we made along the way. But yeah. nothing's that far in Florence, Tom. No, that's true. So uh, tell me a bit about um, Piazzale Michelangelo then. Oh, look, the, the, the only reason you go there is for the views because you've just got this amazing panoramic view of the city of Florence. It is just absolutely magnificent. Well, it's, it's the city, sure. It's of the Bardini uh, Gardens as well. Yeah, um, and the, also the Arno, the river. I was just about to say the river and the four bridges that, that cross it um, and the view of the Duomo with that, you know, the famous dome, you know, the biggest brick dome ever constructed is outstanding. It's yeah. like being on a movie set. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, that was, that was, a, that was a wow from, from up there. And once again, you know, go and check out um, beachhawaiian.com episode 63 to to have a look but also i i haven't mentioned for a while on our instagram at beachtravelwine.com go to the up the top where the little circles are the story highlights and find the one that says florence and you'll see the video i've done panoramic views while we were up there um was just yeah just blows your mind unfortunately though we didn't go at sunset like um it's recommended well jackie and sean did <laughs> they did they? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they went in a sidecar and a, and oh a that's right bike. yeah because one of the well i mean you don't have to walk obviously mm. when we got to the to the to the uh, pasale uh we noticed there was a whole bunch of golf carts yeah and mm. uh there was plenty of car parking so but it was look it is it's just magnificent yeah. um the only regret i've probably got is the fact that we didn't go back at, at night yeah, at sunset. But, you know, I still managed to get some nice photos, so go and check those out as well. Um, so that was a pretty big uh, pretty big morning, wasn't it? And when we were at um, the, the uh, this viewpoint, they were setting up for a huge oh, um, that's right. uh, fashion show. We thought it had to be the biggest rock band in yeah, the world, but yeah. it was actually for a fashion show. Yeah, because up the top there's little stores and there's, you know, there's a, there's a cafe and... There's like a, a walkway with balustrades around that you know you, where you can get which we did the selfies and the and the photos back with you know behind you the city behind you and then you can walk all the way around you know the big sort of the square up the top and the other way which is looking away from the city is down over um, uh, olive groves and the and and farming land which is really beautiful as well. And then you keep going around the other way and there's more parkland and, you know, more of a residential area that you can see. And this is all around the top of um, this Piazzale Michelangelo. Yeah. Yep. And in the middle when we were there, and I think it happens quite often, is they often have shows there. And um, this was a big fashion show that was going on. So, yeah, it was it was the place to be, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we headed home. And uh, we're, we're, we're happy, <laughs> we've seen some nice things, it's a beautiful day and we, we have a bit of a, a rest before we head out to our food tour, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did call into the Joshua Tree and met our new favourite bartender mm -hmm. and his name was Dugio. Okay. And uh, I promised that I would uh, um, 
mention his name. Yeah, so and he was a really cool dude. And, and, and yeah, so we called him, had a, a couple of beers and then had a little bit of a rest. And then we went on the name of the tour is the Ultrano at Sunset Florence Food and Wine Tour. Mm. Uh, now, I can okay, can I say why I booked this one? Sure. Yeah. Um, this is one that I, I didn't book too far ahead. You know, I've, I have found um, sometimes when we do the food tours, I, we organise it when we, when we get there. And this one, um, you know, because we'd, we'd done some previously in, you know, like what, like in Venice we, we did a food tour and we just find it's a really nice way to, you know, talk to locals. You know, they take you to places that are, you know, generally run by locals as well as in, you know, they're not, you know, big chains or anything, smaller, authentic experiences and you meet other people um sure and i think you get to embrace the culture of the actual city a lot more yeah but i'm I'm, the one of the reasons i really wanted this tour which we're going to talk about where we went it's one of the stops that we had and i'll and i'll talk about that when we get there and there's some really there's a photo of it it's it's the it was the best thing and it's so touristy and it's the least authentic thing that we did on the night according to our guide but i i was so excited <laughs> to go yeah well the, the actual tour was 198 euro which is about 322 dollars australian that's for both of us that is for both and, of us and but that does include enough food for dinner yeah they, yeah. they say it's eight tastings uh with wine included mm. and um our guide was the very, very, very enthusiastic <laughs> and good-looking Lorenzo. Oh, Lorenzo. I just remember him saying, um, like, please, people, and he's got his hands together, like almost praying to us, begging us, you know, listen, people, listen. And you feel like you're being roused on, but what is he's so enthusiastic and he's, and he's just trying to explain to you, you know, why you, could, you should do this, you know. And um, he, we, he was so passionate about Altrano area because he yeah. lives there and that's where all the locals eat. Mm. And he said, "Don't don't go over to the other side of the river. It's the dark side, you know." And he's doing the whole, you know, Star Wars, you know, Luke I'm your father thing. And um, you know, so he's basically saying, you know, you eat over there, you just having tourist food. You know, this is this is where it's all all happening. And and you know, the fact that he lived in the suburb as well, you know, was um, yeah, makes you realise that it is what they do because. What what he explained was the aperitif aperitivo sort of correct it, yeah so it's not um, chink what it, the it's not tapas you know allowed to say tapas and it's not chiquetas like it is in, in Venice, Venice no, you know, yeah so basically what that is is the aperitif because what he was explaining was that the Italian workers don't knock off it you know they don't do a nine to five day they start mm-hmm. earlier and they work later and this mm-hmm. is what they do this is the habit or the culture that when before they go home, they stop and they have an aperitivo. Yeah. And that aperitivo is a drink or probably a glass of wine or an aperol spritz. spritz and they have a little bit of food with it as well. They do. So let's get into the, the tour. There sure. was only um, five of us include, and, and as and, well. And Lorenzo. And Lorenzo. So there's six of us all yep. up. Yep. There was an American couple and we apologise, we can't remember the names. And Kim from South uh, South Korea. Mm. The first place we went to was called El Crudo Bistro in Santa Spirito. Mm. Um, basically, we got cheese, cold cuts, and bruschetta paired with uh, bruschetta. Bruschetta. So yeah, we did. <laughs> we got a lesson on how to say that yeah. um, with Chianti Classico. Um, now the 
Lorenzo explained uh, the yes. difference between the cheeses and with particular emphasis on the pecorino, pecorino Toscano, which is the sheep's um, milk uh, cheese. Yes. And it was beautiful. You can get that soft or you can get it hard, mm. depending on how, how it is aged. One the favourite one I had there is uh, was one of the cheeses which had like a honey, um, you know, sort of baked a little bit with honey on it. Was that was I think that was everyone's favourites. And we had a couple of glasses of wine there too. And what was really nice is like Lorenzo's so enthusiastic, and he obviously knows the people here. And we're just inside, you know. There's, there wasn't anyone else in the little bar. There's a few people outside, and we weren't rushed. Yeah, well, it started about five or five thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. It's sort of three and a half hours, but we, you know, like so. I'm sure, you know, he wants to get home and he's not drinking, obviously, he's working. Um, but he, so, you know, I just, it was just nice and, and there was so so much to choose from. You had this plate and one had the bruschetta with the tomato and then one had, you know, like an olive um, tapenade or what on top and then you've had the cheeses and, and the, you know, you get one glass of wine and another and, yeah, it, it was just, it was a really nice way to start the tour, I thought, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. And... Um, Next, if we go, we're at my favourite. Correct. So this is why I booked this tour, right? This is... The, Which, I, when you hear about it, you're going to be, you're going to think, why, <laughs> Leah? Why? Because, I don't know why, it, it just, I, I saw these and I wanted to go there and when I found a tour, I made sure that it included a visit to one of Florence's wine windows. Now, how cool is that? They're these little... Um, sort of doorways in the wall called a window, doorway in a wall called a window, you goose. And um, it's a, a little wooden door. It's probably, you know, 12 inches, 30 centimetres high. Check out the photos. They're all there. Um, on Big the enough website. for a wine glass. And you open the door, you knock, and you tell them what you want, and then um, you open the, you shut the door, and then they come back and they open the door and they hand you a glass of wine. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. However, however. It is quite touristy, the spot we went called Babe. Yeah. And that was because there is an American actor called Stanley Tucci or Tucci um, who does it. He's done a food show in Italy, which is actually screening again at the moment. And he went there and a lot of people go there now. So it is actually just on the side of a restaurant. But there are others. Now, there were thousands of these wine windows around Florence centuries ago. Wasn't it? Yeah, well, they were created as far back as 1559. Right, centuries, as I said. Yeah, when Cosimo de' Medici, the ruler of Florence, allowed wealthy noble families to sell wine they produced out of their homes, avoiding paying taxes. So they didn't have shop fronts or anything. They just had these little windows. Yeah, yeah. And it was also, they were were, um, good value during the plague. Yes. And so you couldn't... um, they're, they're, as I said, thousands and thousands, like something they said, fifty thousand of them or something. But now there's, you know, no nowhere near that. And a lot of them now have become mailboxes or have become like uh, the uh, what do you call, yeah mailboxes, but also you know the signs of the who's in the building that sort of thing. I think they said there's probably now only about thirty that are actually you know operating. So. Um, but it's a fun thing to do in Florence is to go to a wine window. Leon was very, or Leonita, should yes. I say, was very, very excited that Lorenzo night. was a little bit disappointed because he, he knows he's got to take people there, but he just feels it's not the authentic experience. But, um, but you know, 
because we were with him and we all told him what we wanted beforehand, you know, we, we skipped the line much to people's disgust and we got our wines and our photos and, you know, I, it was exciting. I, I got a buzz out of it anyway. And, you know, you'll see that on the, in the photos. <laughs> all right, so left the wine window. Um, we went off then to a, a little place where we had lots of um, the the meats, wasn't it? That's correct. Yeah. yeah, it's called. It was called. Here we go. Here we go. Levineno de San Fregano. That's the... <laughs> you just should see his face. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm not oh, sure why, You've just Leanne. done all your fa facial exercises. I'm not sure why Leanne laughs whenever I try and oh, say those names. Gosh. But she, anyway, you know, it's, she it's, thinks it's, it's funny. But anyway, yeah. So, look, I really enjoyed this place. It was, you know, we got some to taste some, you know, prosciutto. Um, and this is really, wild really. Wild boar? Yeah, wild boar. Yeah. And, and we, we um, some. Lard. Savoury lard. Yeah. That was funny because... And salami, sorry. Yeah, yeah that, that was funny because, you know, one minute Lorenzo's up talking to us and, you know, we're all sipping our wine and eating it and next minute he's he's down on the floor behind the, the table and um, I'm like, what what is he doing? And he's, once again, please, people, you know, listen, listen, listen. And and he's, he's down there like showing us how the layers of um, lard are made, you know, and he's... And he's he's um yeah he's like showing like he's going in this layer and this is on the ground and he was just um so animated and um it was actually really interesting and the lard was really nice i mean yeah, it's not yeah, just like surprising a, yeah. not just like a lump of fat right no no they they, they described it as and they call it lardol yeah uh lardol taste is silky savory and buttery but with a distinct pork taste well do you remember we actually there we had lard at Tuscany, wrapped mm. around the baked pear. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Look, you, you don't uh, look. What Leanne's saying about Lorenzo is he will. He is. He's incredibly enthusiastic. I think he's a school teacher by trade. I think that's what he told okay. us. But he, yeah, he's very uh, emotional, and um, so yeah, and that that particular restaurant. Mm. Um, why do you, why did they close down after oh, we left? Well, he was packing up, you know, while we were eating a bit and, um, Lorenzo's like, you know, I, you know, what, his hands are going, he's like, you know, how come mate, you know, what, what's going on? You know, like, and he, he said, we're, we're not late. And the guy said, no, 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 you know, um, Ferenzi football's playing against West Ham tonight. You know, yeah, so like, he was close to the restaurant to go and watch the football. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I, but he was a lovely bloke yeah, too. Yeah. I can't blame him for that. So the next place we stopped was um, Kalinara. Yeah, well, there we go. There's a face pulling again. Um, and we had the bistecca. Right. Alla Florentina. So what I was about to say was the big thing in Florence is the steak, the yeah, the the, the frenzy, T-bone, right? And uh, so we didn't really get uh, we didn't to choose. It was just that was what was brought out. But it was this beautiful, and I've got a photo of that in 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 the. Um, the website um you know the and it's rare it's served rare yeah you know, it's get not up served rare yeah, how you yeah. want it cooked um and we sat there with this beautiful glass of red wine yeah we had a, a as a chianti classico reserva yeah we was, had and the guy the the actual guy that the uh, that owns the restaurant he came out and he showed us the raw beef the t-bone yeah they do and that and they are 
huge. They've got all the, and these sort of places where the um, uh, trattorias, I think they're called, uh, they have all their meat on display, don't they, in like glass fridges, you know, and yeah. great big, you know, marbled, um, yeah, pieces of, of steak. Of uh, beef, yeah. yeah. Now, they come from a particular uh, cattle in uh, Tuscany and it is called, the, the actual cattle breed is a Tianinina beef. <laughs> Tianinina beef. Uh, Liam, stop laughing at me. Oh my goodness! But gracious. anyway, it's a particular beef beef brand, and um, so they basically they cook it fast on a grill or a barbecue, and the outside's crispy, and and then the inside's nice pink, and it is delicious. spectacular. Yeah. yeah, it is. It really is. It's not like in Australia where you you, you actually get the whole the the whole T bone. They actually slice it and then put it on the plate. And, yeah, like, superb. And, you know, with a great glass of red wine, now, you can't go past it. There was plenty of food, though. Like, people was, you know, like, I think Kim couldn't get through some of hers in the, the previous place because she wanted to save room for the for the um, the beef, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, plenty of food. The, the, the tour itself, yeah. there was an enormous amount of food. And wine was great. Yeah, right? there was no shortage of wine. Yep, yeah. you're right. And, and this place was sort of back further from all the other places that we went. We walked, you know, maybe 10 minutes sort of been back into the heart of a residential Ultrano, didn't we? You yeah. know, and, and this is what Lorenzo said, this is where the locals come, you know, this plaza and there were kids playing football and, you know, there's a little playground and there's families walking. That they, it was so local and, and authentic. I, you know, I love that about it. It was, wasn't it? Well, that was one of the other things Lorenzo pointed out was that you're paying so much more across the other side of the river on that, as he called it, the dark side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we sort of, looked, Lan and I sort of looked at each other and we thought, well, part of the reason we're here is we do want to have a glass of wine. We don't care how much it costs to sit in the, you know, the, the Piazza Duomo. But it was nice, though, to go and, and get away from all that tourist area and just be in the local shop, sure. you know. Um, we did We did enjoy that. And then, of course, there's, you know, you, you're not eating out in, in Italy if you don't finish a meal with, um, uh, well, lemoncello. We obviously got one of those, didn't we, at the end? <laughs> yes, and, we did, yeah. Uh, that was after the steak, yeah. yeah. And um, before we headed only a few doors down to the local gelato shop. Yes. Yeah, you can tell us what that was called. <laughs> do you want me to? Do you no, want me to? No, I'm going to. I'm going to. Because oh, you're putting your shit on me, but that's all right. It's called the Gelateria. <laughs> Atagianale la sorbetteria. <laughs> do you take a videos of me saying it? But anyway, do you want me to say it again? No, it's okay. I got it now. Anyway, so Lorenzo was very, very passionate about um, the gelati and um, gelato, should I say? And he says only buy gelato if they have it covered. Those shops where they don't have it um, under covers is is not good gelato. No. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think he's maybe exaggerating because we've had some not, not that we had a lot of gelato. Well, gelato we made. That's in, right, but that was in a further. That's another story. That's another <laughs> story, story yeah, yeah, for yeah. another day. All yeah. right, let's let's move on. We, uh, we've gone on and on about food. And so wine. anyway, we've finished the, 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 the food tour and on the way home, uh, Leanne happens to love watching football. I do. And was West Ham your team? It, well, it's my EPL, English Premier League team, so yes. So we actually went back. But uh, it was hard to barrack for them against Firenze. Oh, sure, but you did it. Uh, anyway, we called into Cafe Duomo. Yeah. You guessed it, in the Piazza Duomo. 
to watch West Ham and Firenze European mm. Cup final. We had uh, a, a very, very substantial, healthy sized glass of wine, and they were uh, uh, for two was sixteen euro, and we watched the footy. Mm. And it was good. Yeah, very excited. There was people taking their shirts off and waving them around, and it was, yeah, it was they were getting right into it. So yeah, it was good. After a day of walking and food and drinking and football, huh, I decided that we should bring some, some culture back into our our um, holiday. So off we up we get. Obviously, we had our coffee, and today this day we were heading to the academia. Yes. Yeah, the, the Gallery Dell Academia, which is home of Michelangelo's or Michelangelo's David. That's what it's famous for. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And when you're going to Florence and you Google, you know, you sort of think, well, what what do you want to see? You know, the Academia comes up time and time again. You know, um, yeah. as does the Afusi uh, um, Gallery, which we, we're talking about next. Uh, but this is one of the iconic. Uh, you know, things, statues, artworks that people come to Florence to see. Yes, and we had another very, very enthusiastic, good-looking Italian guide, and his name was Francesco. Yeah, and uh, he he was uh, he was he was a really oh, good guy so too. Oh, they're just so cool. You know, he's got his jeans on and his little loafer shoes, and a you know his his t-shirt with the V-neck, and you know, just low enough to be you know not. Over- oh, sorry, am I going on a bit? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking we went to see the statue of David, not the statue of Francesco. But anyway, look, Leanne had bought um, the Skip the Line tickets again. Mm. You can buy tickets at the door. They are €12. But you have to line up in quite a long line to get the tickets. Yeah, and they can be sold out. You can buy um, uh, tickets, online tickets, which are um, bought online and they're 12 euro plus four uh, four euro for the uh um, the booking book, fee booking <laughs> fee so 16 euro an adult ticket which includes a reservation to skip the line are 20 euros so it's 12 or 16 if you book it online or 20 with a skip the line yeah and if, i guess a lot of people line up because they want to get the cheapest option but the line goes around the corner you know yeah yeah and they also say that um if you plan to buy your ticket at the door, you must uh, enter that gallery before the ticket office closes at 6.20. Um, be aware that the tickets can sell out, which I think we said before. Yeah, we did. Um, but I I can't remember what we paid for this tour, but the value of a guide is worth every cent because you could just walk in there and look at these statues and look at the artwork, as we said earlier, and think, oh, yeah, that's impressive, but not know anything about it. But, you know, like... I really enjoyed, you know, the um, the audio information that that um, um, uh, Francesco gave us. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the gallery houses the original David by Michelangelo since eighteen seventy three. Before that, the um, statue was uh, in front of the uh, Palazzo Vecchio, mm. uh, but it, because of the weather, it, it started to damage, so they moved it. It also includes these four unfinished prisoners intended for the tomb of Pope Julius II and, and in a the statue little, of St Matthew. Right, and they're in the little um, hallway or walkway um, on, either, on either side as you're going up to see David are these statues. So yeah. you're sort of walking up and there's these Michelangelo statues all the way along and with David right you know, under the spotlight under the dome in the middle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got 
And there's also paintings from the 13th and 16th centuries, including works by uh, Ocello and Gerlandia and Sandro Botticelli. Um, there's a full-size plaster model from the Rape of Sabini, uh, women by Diambol. Okay, hang on, I'm going to do this. Guillaume Bolognese. Now, that's the the actual statue itself is in the Plaza uh, Signora. Right. Yeah, okay. so. So, and, can we. Sorry, go on. Well, just to finish off what's there, in 2001, uh, they uh, Open. built, opened another section, and the collection opened, includes musical instruments made by Stradivarius, mm. Amati, and. Christofori, and, mm, and, and he's that, the guy he said, who, yeah, he invented the piano. Yeah, yeah. so there's that, that whole collection to look at as well. But um, so it's only small. Like it's, it's not a big no. big gallery by any means. And, um, you know, like I don't really know what I was expecting. Like, um, I mean, obviously I've seen pictures of David, but I was I was mesmerised by it. You were? Yeah. I, I um, yeah, just sort of a, a wow. And... It's when you think about he was only 26 when he did it, I think. Yeah. And, you know, the, it, it, the skin looks like soft, so you could touch it, you know, and, and, um, but you know it's marble. And it's just, yeah, it's just an outstanding thing. I'm so glad I've actually seen it. I, um, and that's just a weird thing for me to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, it's... Um... Yes? Look, some impressive, interesting facts about old... Uh... Michelangelo. Yes. Yeah, he basically back in the day, he was an equivalent of today's, the biggest rock star you could have. That's what Michelangelo was. He was famous. Mm. Uh, unlike his contemporaries, he only painted what he wanted to paint. And he actually preferred to do sculpt. Yeah, he didn't think of himself as a painter. No, no. Yeah, so uh, he never married. Yeah. He had male and female lovers. Mm. He was a tight ass, so he died a very wealthy man, and he lived till he was 88. But he lived like a pauper. Yeah, and he was a very, very disagreeable person, yeah. apparently. And so apparently his nephew inherited all the money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, the other thing was yes. the statue yeah. is 5.17 metres. This is the statue of David. And it's seven, uh, or, or 17 feet. Okay. Um, it's, it symbolises independence and strength in the perfect image of youthful beauty so it was actually so i read that somewhere yeah um if you look at the statue you'll see um his hands bigger and um something else looks out of proportion uh, you know when it's pointed out you don't notice it until someone points it out and the reason it's like that is because it was actually made to sit on top of the duomo and that was so when you were looking from um, the ground up, it would be at atomically, you know, correct. 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 Yes, <laughs> I think. Yes, I think that's what uh, Francesco said. Yeah, and um, I, I, believe, well, I believe every word he yeah, said. Well, so. you would. Yeah, yeah I yeah, can understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I would certainly recommend um, going to the academia. It doesn't take too long. If you, you know, you because the tickets, they skip the line, but they're actually timed. So, you know, you line up at 2 o'clock and, you, and that group of people get in. So, you know, it's not, it's always not overcrowded. So many in, so many out, you know, they run that pretty, pretty efficiently. So, but go with a guide 
because you know you find out all about all this you know stuff and he might just be good looking like Francesco see or not yeah well <laughs> unfortunately um the next guy oh yeah let's let's we'll wait we've got a story to tell about that haven't we yes we do before we talk about um the next place we went um the Fusi gallery uh, one of the things I, I, I'd sort of recommend, I, I booked the Academia and the Afusi Palace together as a, as a tour together. But now, now that I know that that's um, probably not the, the best thing to do, I don't quite know why they do it that way because the Academia is where David is, is probably 20 to 30 minutes walk um, from, maybe not that far, 20 minutes walk um, to the Afusi um, off gallery, right? Yep. And we sort of rushed through the last bit of the academia so we could, you know, meet up with the tour and then and for the Afusi gallery. For, that's right. And so I would have it would have been better if we'd just done the academia and then booked a separate tour for um, yeah the 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 Afusi. Now the as you sort of mentioned before, um, Raf, Raphael was our guide in this mm. one. He wasn't as enthusiastic and he actually got a bit cross and because there were so many people and people standing in the road and that sort of thing. However, his information was was very um, on point, you know. Yeah. And the thing about going to the Fusi Gallery with him is he took us to the most important parts because it's quite big, but it also has a pretty interesting history, yeah? Yeah, it's huge. Mm. Look, it was established in 1581. Uh, one of the most important Italian museums and the most visited. It is also one of the largest and best known in the world and holds a collection of priceless works, particularly from the period of the Italian Renaissance. After the ruling house of Medici died out, their art collections were given to the city of Florence under the famous Pato de Famigla, negotiated by Anna Maria Luisa, the last of the Medici heiresses. The building of the Fusi complex was begun by Giorgio Fasari in 1560 for Cosimo I de Medici as a means of consolidating his administrative control over the various committees and agencies. So basically, a Fusi in, in, in Italian offices. means officers. So it was the offices of the ruling family of the Medici, and it's right next door to the um, Palacio um, uh, Vecchio, which is the palace that they lived in, right? Correct, correct. And yeah. so then the artworks have been given to the city from um, Anna Maria, um, and so they, they're now housed in this three-storey gallery. Yeah, yeah. Look at, and then look, it opens from 8.15 to 6.30. It's closed Monday. The standard ticket is 12 plus $4 for the online uh, mm. booking. There, you can get audio guides at the entrance. They're six euro. Uh, now, just one thing, if the official website tickets sell out, check out other websites before giving up. Mm. So, um, look, it's the actual outside of the uh, of the Afusi is really, really impressive. Well, it's it's like a U-shape. There's a courtyard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Afusi courtyard. And when we were there, there's people doing paintings, you know, like uh, artists with all their paint work out. There's some street performers there as well, you know, like um, that you could pose with and have your photos taken with, that sort of thing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and along uh, lining in the perimeter of actually the courtyard, 
There's 28 statues of all the famous of guys. All the famous, well, what they say, the Italian geniuses. And that goes from, you know, Da Vinci to Dante to Gotti. Um, you've got Michelangelo, Galileo. Uh, so they're all around, these statues. Yeah, and the statues, I actually walked along and had a look at each they're statue. They're all named, aren't they? Yeah, they're all named. And, like, you know, Machiavelli, like but, just names you've heard of. And yeah, like it was, it is. It's like super but impressive. That's free. That, that yeah, yeah, walking sure. through that that courtyard because that sort of that's right on the river yeah. where the Ponte Vecchio is. You can walk all the way through this courtyard and look at those statues, and it leads. You know, it's basically between the river and the um, Piazza della Signoria, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's pretty impressive. But then you go inside. Yeah, look, there's, um, there's how, it's how spread rooms? over three floors yeah. with 45 halls. Look, you could go and you can't, we can't tell you everything. We mm. can't, and it's, it's probably impossible to actually explain how beautiful it is. Well, but you know, we'll, the thing we'll, that struck me was the, it's like, once again, it's, it's that U shape, isn't it? So, as I said, but you know, you're indoors and so. All the way along the window side is this sort of wide um, hallway, which is open. Yeah. And so it's got all this light coming in and it's got the, the original wooden decorated ceilings and, and, and the wall and there's statues every, like all the way along as well. And the marble floor, the decorated floor, if, if that's all you saw, um, and I've got a picture of this, go and have a look. It, it's, this is uh, ep episode 60. Three, just had to check, remember which one we're up to. <laughs> uh, go, go and have a look on, on, on the, the website because um, you'll, oh, you'll be blown away but just how impressive that was. But our guide, he was determined to take us to um, to some, some of the rooms because I don't know how many rooms there are. No, yeah, know. there's uh, 43, oh, sorry, no, 45 halls. Yep. Um, and look, the most famous paintings uh they say is the birth of venus which was painted in 1484 and the spring which was painted in 1482 they're masterpieces of the sandro bocciatelli yeah now Bo uh, Botticelli, yeah and uh, now um i've got photos of those as yeah, well. yeah yeah so I, I mean i had a look at the birth of venus i know you weren't impressed but i was and it's one of the most famous paintings there that's why a lot of people go go there it's um yeah, I, I I actually really enjoyed that. Well, my favourite yes was Medusa. Was Medusa, yeah, <laughs> and that's um, that that's room ninety is get is dedicated to Caravaggio, mm. and he was born in fifteen seventy one and died in sixteen ten, and he is considered the founder of modern art. We've seen um, well, we're uh, going to talk about that in the next podcast that. Oh, okay, well, okay. And, and also in Rome. So yeah, well, the, 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 the two main... Um, we saw Raphael's paintings. Paintings. paintings yes. yes. Was the Medusa. Yeah, which we said. Which is the lady with the snakes, the venomous snakes as her hair. But he's, it's a self-portrait. Yeah, they, yeah, they mm. say that, uh, you mm. know, that paint, he painted that as a mm. self-portrait. And the other one, the other famous one there is uh, Bacchus. Now, maybe this is why I, I do like him more than the others is because that particular one is the god of wine. Oh, the god of wine. That's it. Yeah, so, I mean. But, but the, some of the paintings that um, uh, the guy told us about, you know, there's a, a, a man there with, uh, he was a king, I can't remember his name, and it's a portrait, side portrait of him 
and um, he's got his wife and the whole story about the guy because he's got like a lump in his sort of off his nose and he was shot or, you know, and had some, some of his nose cut out and she looks really pale and it's because she died in childbirth and they painted it afterwards so it was a living memory for him and um, there's just, yeah, it's just some of the stories he told us and then um, there's the, the painting that's not finished by Leonardo, was it? Yeah, yeah, Leonardo da Vinci. He's, his room is number 35. Yeah. Um, now the, the most famous paintings there are the Annunciation. The subject is the classic Annunciation of the Angel to the Virgin. Uh, you've got the Adoration of Maggie. Um, now that's with baby Jesus was born. Now that one's actually has but was unfinished. You've got the Baptism of Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that was a collaboration with the master, Veracchio, who stopped painting when he felt that Leonardo had surpassed his skill. Yeah. Now, the uh, now interesting fact about uh, Da Vinci was able to write, draw and paint with both hands and could write with one hand and draw with the other hand at the same time. Yeah, that's impressive. That's like that's like ha tapping your head and rubbing your tummy at the same yeah. time. Can now, you do that like this? Yeah. Like this? yeah? No, well, <laughs> probably not. Um, but now the most impressive room is the tribuna. Which is a tribute to? Of the Afusi is an octagonal room built in 1584, the most important Yes. antiquities and high renaissance art paintings from the medici collection are there and uh yeah you can't and actually go in this room but there's like three or four big doorways and our guide got us right up in front and there's like it's a it's a dome ceiling and the dome's decorated with these sort of jeweled balls and then there's like furniture in the room, which is you know made out of timber, which in themselves are artworks. Yeah, but what it's, about that table? And like, was, yeah, the, the table. Sorry, yeah. yeah, think, thanks. Yeah, okay, yeah, table in the middle. I got it. I got this. <laughs> the table in the middle. Um, once again, I, I've got a, a video of that, which is in our Instagram Beach Travel Wine in the Florence stories. You can't miss it. And you know the the photos are on the website as well. Um, and the other thing with the uh, the Afusi Gallery, we, we could have stayed, you know, we went to the main rooms and we walked around the corridors and I, I found somewhere to sit and it was quite a long tour, um, just sitting and looking at the beautiful timber in the, in you know, in the building and that sort of thing. You can look down into the courtyard as well and there is the space right at the end where you've got the best view of the um, Ponte Vecchio and, um, yeah, there's a... Um, photos of that as well obviously but you know just a really nice view back down the river that you know uh, unobstructed so i yeah i was blown away by the fusi gallery once again yeah i think both lan and i and we talked about it later we found um yes after visiting them we had a much more appreciative attitude to you know the renaissance art well, the Fusi, and artists the fusi gallery houses all these masters, all these artworks from all these masters. Like I don't know if there's anything else like that, you know, like I know the Louvre's got the Mona Lisa and, you know, the Sofia one in Madrid has the, you know, El Guernico and, you know, they've all got their, their one or two. This has literally hundreds. Well, they have all four. Of the big guys. Of the 
ninjas. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles, they do. They yeah. do. They have yeah. Raphael, yep. Michelangelo, Donatella. Donatella, and Leonardo da Vinci. They do. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's 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 wrap up. We uh, we we've, we've done our uh, our food and our our wine and our walking and our gardens and now the the art. You know, we, it's been a pretty big. You know, yeah, it's been a big couple of days. It has so so much history and art in Florence. You can't help but be blown away. As I said, so um, before we finish off, um, you know, if you think this was impressive, I tell you what. Next episode, it's actually my don't say what it is. It's um, my favourite place in Florence. So, you, you know, we've, we've raved about all these. The next place you're going to be, have your, you know, mind blown by. Can right. I rave about a particular restaurant we went to that night? Uh, yes, because I just, okay, quickly, yes, before we finish off. Look, yeah, we had a huge day, so we, we didn't really want to go too far. So there was a, a restaurant just around the corner from where our apartment. It's mm. on Via della Scala. And I'm intentionally putting the address in because it was that good. It was the La Grotta de, de Leo. La Grotta de Leo. So the, the home or the cave of the lion, right? Okay. And um, I had the veal scallopini with lemon sauce. Mm. It was eight euro. It was cheap. The best and value in Florence. I reckon it, seriously it was superb. I had a mixed salad with it and I think that yep. was four euro. And... Uh, I think we had the, the wine was cheap. Everything was so cheap. We couldn't believe it. Was it was so close to home. And it was so close to home. So, yeah, I give it the five-star best value in Florence. There we go. All right, let's finish up. I'm going to go first. Favourite place to have a glass of wine because I don't want you to steal mine because I get excited every time I think about this was at the wine window, of course. The wine, I don't even remember what how good the wine was but that was the just... wine was pretty damn average and it was, <laughs> and, it was, and, it. It was and it was about the size of a thimble anyway i i enjoyed it i got and i got the photo to prove it mate so anyway what have you got well i'd say the glass of red that we had with the t-bone steak okay that, that was, was nice. beautiful and and the and it was the chianti classico eh yeah. Reserva. Reserva. Can't yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was that was really good um yeah so that all right well it. thank you for listening to this episode uh, if you want to know more about Florence, go back to um, episode um, the the previous episode, and don't forget to listen to our next one. Yes, Lo, what were you? I was going to say it's a bit of a uh, call out. Oh, to... we'll do that next time. Okay. Yes, is that okay? <laughs> Telling me what to do. I'm the producer of this here show, mate. I'm the talent. <laughs> so, thank you for listening, and it's ciao from me. And ciao from me. Mm-hmm.